0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Misunderstood Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Sabraki, and I'm getting into something today that I've had probably about six conversations about in the last mm, like two weeks, honestly. So, a lot of the times when I think about my podcast episodes, I'm like what's relevant to my followers? What are they asking me about? But also, like, what are my friends talking about? And you know, sometimes I notice I'm like, wow, I'm just like this wealth of knowledge. Just kidding. Not necessarily. But something I really did dive into quite a bit was dating. I went on this little conquest in my 20s dating. I did a lot of self-reflection. My mom really set like a really good foundation for me on expectations, what to do, what not to do. So I felt like incredibly empowered to date. And I'm noticing like, not a lot of you had that sort of foundation. You know, you're kind of pushed out into the world of dating and you're figuring it out. Also, let's not forget, it's 2022 and things are significantly different. Like, back in the 90s, there wasn't, like, dating apps and swiping and DMs and TikTok follows and he's following me and I'm not following him back. And it just is different, right? It's But here's the thing. There are some, like, basic items that you can take control of in your dating life. I hate hearing this like it's just not working for me or, you know, I'm striking out or this or that. And I usually follow up with a couple of these questions or a couple of these points. And they're like, oh, no, I hadn't thought about that. Or interesting. Or no, I'm not really doing that. Or, oh, it makes me uncomfortable. And I'm like, all right, girl. Well, mm, I hear you. But dating is super uncomfortable. Like you're not going to meet the man of your dreams by watching... Netflix, and then him popping up at your door, which is not going to happen. So today I'm getting into some things that you can start doing to take control of your dating life. It's The ball is in your court. You can put your best foot forward. Let's stop making excuses. I'm here to empower you. And hopefully over time, some of these little, little changes will start leading toward a happier, healthier dating life and hopefully a happier, healthier you. So let's dive right in. You're listening to Misunderstood Podcast, where we're setting the record straight on all things misunderstood. I'm your host, Kelly Hall, pageant runner-up, model speaker, entrepreneur, pageant queen, and U.S. Navy lieutenant. I may have never won a Miss USA title, but I am the queen of being misunderstood. Welcome to the show, guys. All right. So this topic is something I'm just kind of like laughing about, already reflecting on my journey in my dating life oh my gosh, I could literally record 17 episodes about different guys, different experiences, the good, the bad, the ugly. Whoa. Like what a nice little season of my life that is. I'm being a little sarcastic there, but I get it. It's like, it's fun sometimes, but like mostly it's not fun. And until you find the man of your dreams, you're either going to break up or you're going to get married. Like that's the reality. If you're talking to someone right now, reality is You will either end things or you're going to get married or commit to each other. Like there is no like in between. There's no vagueness there. So that was kind of like what I was always searching for. Well, when I was, I think I was like 25 years old. I mean, I've been dating for five years pretty consistently. And then I dated in college quite a bit too. So I've been dating since I was like, you know, 16, 17, 25. I was very single. And I started reflecting on like, what can I do? What can I do to make this process a little bit more streamlined? How can I control it? What can I be doing better? No, it's not all on you, like 100%, but there are some things that you can control. And when I talk to my friends and I ask them about these specific things, a lot of them aren't doing them. And so this is why I wanna empower you. And I always wanna show up to this podcast being like the little best friend in your ear, giving you some fresh tips, but also a bit of a reality check. So, first and foremost, this is an incredibly powerful thing that you're probably not thinking about. Put yourself in positions where you are going to meet people. Let me expand on that. So I noticed when I was 25 that I was having an amazing year. I loved my life. I was living in Columbus, Ohio. I had like 20 billion girlfriends. You know, I had a really awesome like squad. One of my best friends lived down the hall from me. Like I was pursuing Miss Ohio. I was feeling great in my career. Like I was doing all these things and I felt awesome. But my dating life was like trash. (laughs) I kept meeting these guys that like weren't great or I would go on first dates and they were kind of a bust. But like ultimately, I just like wasn't meeting people. And I noticed something that I could change. And this is what I want to empower you to do. I wasn't really putting myself in a lot of positions where I could meet people organically. I was pretty much just doing the app thing, which I'll get into. And like, it's definitely an option. But there's still like a lot to be said about meeting people organically. Out on the street, running into them at a bar, meeting them at a barbecue, meeting them at work, like that sort of thing. And if you are completely booking out your schedule and never available, if you're only hanging out with your girlfriends and having exclusive girls nights, if you're only really ever staying in and you like to stay in, you're not really putting yourself in a position to meet people. So something I was doing, I looked at my schedule and I was like, okay, I am taking like weekend trips to see my mom, family members, visit my best friend Jackie, like a lot which is great. But I was blocking off a lot of weekends with plans where it was like me and a friend or me and family. And I really valued that time. That was something that was super important to me. But I was pretty much making myself unavailable to actually physically be in Columbus. So like there were no like Friday nights out, Saturday events where I was free to go do X, Y, and Z. I was really slammed. And then when I was in Columbus, I was pretty much always doing girls' nights, which is great. Like, what a wonderful thing to have, except for I feel like when you are in a girls' night situation, like, the precedent is, like, it's girls' night. Like, no boys allowed. Or you're in this group of, like, six of you, and that's super intimidating for guys to approach, you know? Or, like, you just kind of have this attitude in the group of, like, it's girls' night. Like, let's not be bothered by men. Like, screw them. But... You know, if you are actively looking to date, you need to, you know, kind of set a precedent, like, oh, like, let's see kind of what happens here, you know, or maybe invite like a couple of guys to go out with you to kind of soften the group appearance and so it makes you a little less intimidating. But I was having exclusive girls' night events and that definitely wasn't making me very approachable. And then in addition to that, I would stay in. I didn't do it that often, but I have a lot of girlfriends who do this. Consistently. Not going to name names, but they literally like thrive. They're int- very introverted. So they thrive by staying in most of the weekend and popping on a good movie and staying in their jammies. Like that's relaxing for them. And I think that's terrific. But then they turn around and they're like, oh, I'm single. I hate it. I'm like, well, girlfriend, like, unless it's the Uber Eats guy, how are you actually meeting people? Like, I get it. You love staying in and that's what you find comfort in, but. You do have to like put yourself out there. you have to leave your apartment. you have to not just always invite your bestie over and have bachelor marathons like you need to start putting yourself in positions where you can meet people. So here are a couple of my the things that I did and like ideas for you one when I reflected on this when I was 25, I was like, okay, a goal for next year when I was 26 is to start opening up my calendar and making myself available. So it took a lot less trips, a lot less weekend trips. I was limiting to that like every other month instead of every month, essentially. My girl time, I started shifting to like taco Tuesdays or something like throughout the week. So that way, Fridays and Saturdays, my schedule was a little bit more open. Or if I wanted to go out with something a little bit more casual, I'd go out with a couple girlfriends, um, maybe not in like dense groups of like eight to 10 people to make myself a little bit more flexible if plans were to come up, if I was to get invited out somewhere. And this helped tremendously. So what I noticed is I'd go to the pool on a Sunday and like all of a sudden I would meet like a cool group of people and they'd be like, hey, like we have a barbecue going on next Saturday, like feel free to come. And then I would be free and I would go and I would meet 20 different people and I would potentially meet a couple of different guys and sometimes like I would get their phone numbers or that would lead into something but I was kind of putting myself out there meeting a different group because the group that I was in like was mostly girls or it was guys and I wasn't really interested in and then another thing that happened was going away parties would come up or promotions or whatever and I was again available so one of these things that happened for me was it was a party bus and It was at the end of July, back in 2018. And I was like, well, I kept myself available. And so I went on this party bus. I was only allowed to bring two friends. And it was a party bus full of like 26 people. And that is where I met Austin. I met all of these guy friends of his. There was like 12 dudes. And I didn't know anyone. But again, I was like, here's a really great opportunity to kind of expand my social circle and meet some different people. And typically when you you do meet, uh, future partner. It's like a friend of a friend or a mutual friend, or it's kind of funny how you connected. And that was how it was in the situation. Like Austin and I didn't head it off immediately, but we did get introduced that night. I really, really enjoyed his guy friends. They were awesome. I added a couple of them on Instagram. And again, like opened myself to be available. I got invited to like their birthday parties or a couple rooftop parties, washing parties for the games. And again, like just kind of made myself available to do these things. And that ended up being how Austin and I ended up connecting several months later was I'd actively made the attempt to make my calendar less busy so I could be more available to attend events I was invited to in the hope of expanding my circle and making mutual connections. So assess kind of what you're doing right now. Are you booking out your calendar Family reunions and showers and this and girls' nights and all of these things that are terrific. And some of those things are non negotiables, like you have to attend, but then maybe keeping your Friday night available to grab drinks with a friend and put yourself in a position where you can meet people. And I'm going to expand on that one more layer too. Like when you are going out, say you decide you want to have a girls' night with a girlfriend and you head out for drinks, how are you positioning yourself? Are you sitting in a corner booth, just the two of you, and not making yourself available to be approached? Or are you placing yourself at the bar in the center of the room where people are less intimidated to go up to you and approach you? I think that's something that a lot of women do is, you know, they go out for dinner with a girlfriend, which is amazing, but then they go to like a really exclusive place, there's not a lot of people there, or they put themselves in a position in the room where they're kind of closed off. And if you're single, and you want to meet someone, definitely want to make yourself approachable, kind of open yourself up to people coming up to you because it is super scary. So all those little things, if you're presenting yourself as closed off unavailable, then you're making it a lot harder on yourself. Those are some tips right off the bat Again, diving deeper into that is trying. And I hate saying this and being so blunt, but this really is a thing. Like a lot of people complain about being single, but then they're not actively trying. And trying comes in various forms. So for me, again, like something I was doing when I was really trying to meet someone is clearing my schedule. So that way I was available to go meet a guy for happy hour Or, you know, meet a guy for drinks on a Friday afternoon, something like that. Also, if I was out and about, it is a little uncomfy, but trying to make eye contact with someone I was interested in. Like, you think guys can read your minds, but they absolutely cannot. And I would see someone across the room, and I would go out of my way to, like, physically make eye contact with them. And typically, that would lead to them approaching me or it would lead to them getting the message but then not and i'm like okay like well at least like i made it aware that i'm like interested you know my, due to my body language and it was always uncomfortable because you're like yep fine. there's a chance i'm going to get rejected but at least i was doing it and i was trying and you know what you're looking for your soulmate or looking for your future partner like it's only going to be one person so you're probably going to get rejected 77 and a half million times that's okay that's part of life that's why there's only One person for everyone, or that's at least how I believe. Another thing too is oh again, I hate saying this, but it's so true. Making an attempt to dress up. (laughs) And I'm laughing because again, I have friends who like, you know, throw on a sloppy bun, haven't worn makeup in 70 years, and you know, love just like lounging in their Lulu pants. And that's great, like absolutely. But If you take the extra, 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 extra five minutes, maybe five minutes, and you're going out to the park or you're heading out to the gym or I mean, maybe not the gym, like that's a little bit of a stretch, but like you're going out in public, throw on a cute pair of jeans, a little sweater, brush your hair and put on some lip gloss and mascara, like just a little something because you're going to feel more confident when you do that, first of all. And second of all, Again, like it's showing a little bit of that effort and you're going to be more excited and confident if someone looks in your direction. It really is a thing. And so if you're like feeling grungy, have your you know pimple mask on from the night before, have your sloppy bun on and your, your baggy sweatpants and like you see a cute guy at CVS, you're going to be like, oh my God, no, I can't go up to him. Like, But if you're taking that extra five minutes to just like oops, spruce and take off the pimple mask, You're gonna be like, okay, like maybe I will slip in my number. Maybe I'll make eye contact with him. Like, you never know. But you took that extra five minutes to go out of your way and really try, which is going to help. Like I did this and my friends would make fun of me because I would go out for any occasion, sometimes even to the gym. That's why I'm laughing. Because I would like, you know, throw on a little mascara and not make myself look so grungy. Because there were really cute guys at my gym there in Columbus, Ohio. And I was like, hey, I I mean, I don't know. I don't necessarily want them to come up to me during my workout. But if I'm, like, leaving the room and they approach me, I'm not going to be like, hey, you're ugly. I'm going to be like, well, like, that's a cute guy. All right, maybe I'm interested. If I wasn't attracted to him, then, like, you know, no shots fired. But, again, I was making myself a, a little bit more confident when I would go. And I would be trying a little bit more. And I was always open to people approaching me. And then on the aspect of trying... It is part of our culture now to be on dating apps. And a lot of my friends are like, I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. And like, yes, I get it. Like they they can be superficial. You know, maybe they tear your confidence down a little bit. You're like I'm not getting a lot of matches. But again, it only takes one. Like it takes one partner to fall in love with. So if you're not getting 70 matches, like that's totally fine. If you're getting one, two, three, four, five, like that's a manageable number. Like that's still something we can work with friends. So I used to dedicate Thursday evenings. That's very specific because that was the night I used to get my spray tans. <laughs> so I wouldn't be leaving anywhere. I would go get my spray tan. I'd be in baggy clothes and I'd be in for the rest of the night. And I would swipe on dating apps. And I made the effort to actually like sit there and start a conversation with them. And so I would dedicate a couple hours a night to, or like Thursday nights to doing this and have like a quick 15-minute, 20-minute conversation with some of these matches and I could gauge if I was interested and like approached it like they were real people. Like this isn't just a, a game. You're swiping, 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 swiping and like seeing what happens. Like if you're actually trying to find a future match, you need to actually sit down and talk to them. I know, mind-boggling. But if you can't remember to do this, like you need to set a reminder on your phone to follow up with matches or actually engage with them or talk to them. I would never just like mindlessly swipe at work or mindlessly swipe in traffic or in my Uber like I would go into an app with intention of actually speaking to these people. So, hate to say it, but like again, if you're trying to meet someone and you're working really long hours or you're crazy busy and your your schedule is nothing but weddings and showers, then like a dating app is not out of the question and make yourself available to go out sometime during the week to grab a drink maybe tell them when you are out, say, hey, my friends and I are heading to O'Brien's. Swing by if you're interested. And if the guy is interested, like he's going to swing by and see you. And you can chat with them for five minutes and you can see if it's something that you're actually really interested in. But it takes a little work, friends. I'm sorry, but it does. Those tiny, tiny little actions will start helping you. And then I think lastly, like following up and setting clear expectations It's not something to be afraid of. Like, I think as women, we're like, no, if he likes me, he will approach me. If he likes me, he will text me. If he likes me, he will call me. That's not completely wrong. Yes, he will do that. But typically, it's not until you upset clear expectations that you actually are interested. Like, men these days are not like, oh, the woman of my dreams is across the bar. I will climb over 30 people to go talk to her. Sometimes they're like, well, if she kind of walks in this direction, like maybe I'll approach her. Like, I'm sorry, but that's the reality of it. And it's the same thing. Like if you go out to drink one time or two times or maybe see me three times, they're still like a little confused on your expectation. Like, are you interested? Like, what are your intentions? And if you don't talk to them every single day, they're like, well, I haven't heard from her all week, so she's probably seeing someone else. Again, I apologize, but like this is the way it typically goes. So now as women we do have to follow up and set clear expectations that we're interested. And then you eliminate any sort of you know ambiguity or curiosity or any questions cuz you're like, "Okay, but I have literally followed up. I told you I'm into this, that I want to see you. Hey, I would like to see you again." And if they don't act on it then good. Then you're good to go. You're in the clear like you don't have to keep pursuing this potential relationship. But it is something that you kind of have to make an effort with now because guys can be so vague and also sensitive like I think dating apps have made a lot of men less confident to approach women or you know now that like all women are different some used to like wait and take the guesswork out of it like oh I expect men to come to me but now women are like oh I'm gonna go to them and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them I like it so guys can like get confused on like women and and at reading their level of interest so take that guesswork out of it. I'm not saying like, chase a guy and triple text him twenty times. Like I'm just saying like, hey, like, I had a really nice time. I would definitely be down to see you again. Boom, No ambiguity there. Like you've told them that you're interested. The ball's in their court. you know, like it, there's no guesswork there. And the same thing, like in the weeks following the second or third time maybe you see them, you can set another expectation of like, hey, like my schedule's pretty slammed, but I am available. If you'd like to go to like an evening movie or Taco Tuesday, again, you're clearing up the air. You're clearly stating your air expectations and taking the guesswork out of it. And that definitely helps control a little bit of that narrative with men. And, you know, again, you're not wasting your time being like, well, he hasn't texted me. He hasn't told me he's into this. I don't know. Like you're letting them know. And if nothing happens, then fine. Like you set the precedent. You took control of that situation. You let them know you wanted to see them again. And then, lastly, this is kind of a pro tip, but I know it's really, really hard. Say you meet Mr. Wright and you're like, this is it. I'm in love. I only want to date him. I'm breaking up with everyone on Bumble that I'm talking to. Please don't do that. Please wait a minute. Like, typically, what happens if you put all your eggs in one basket, you start setting pressure into the relationship, you start you know, really like diving into this one person and emotionally investing. And I think that's amazing, but not right off the bat. I think right off the bat, it's good to kind of keep them guessing a little bit, maybe take a date or two from other matches you're interested in. Don't necessarily like clear your list, because they usually are not doing that. Like it's very rare that they meet you and they're like, I'm breaking up with everyone because I met Amy and she's best. Like, That usually won't happen for a couple months. And that's what happened with Austin and I. We met. We got set up on a date. This was around September. It wasn't until November that we even had like exclusive talk. He was still seeing people. I was still seeing people. And I was completely fine with that because if he was dead set on me and really liked me, like none of those people would hold a candle to me. And that's exactly what happened. Like he realized he wasn't interested in them. And I realized I wasn't interested in other guys. And we kind of mutually came together and we're like, hey, like, I would really like to only see you. But I think if I had like stopped talking to everyone immediately after my first date with Austin, like there would have been a lot of pressure. I would have been looking at my phone, being like, why isn't he texting me? I don't know. I don't get it. But I was still entertaining other relationships. And that really kind of allowed me to control the situation a little bit more because I wasn't putting all this pressure into my relationship with Austin. So again, that's kind of a pro tip, but I hope this helped. I hope, I hope, I hope there are things that you can do to kind of control this and, you know, keep the faith, put your best foot forward, assess what you're doing right now and what you can be doing better. Give it time. It took me a year, year and a half before I met Austin, but there were still some, you know, men along the way I had like pretty solid connections with. They weren't the one, clearly, but by making myself more available and doing a few of these things it definitely helped. So, and it helped me build confidence as well, which is definitely what you want as you're getting into a relationship. So, again, if you have any questions, DM me on Instagram. I would love to hear. I always love giving dating advice. Dating was so fun, but it was also really hard. It was a huge learning experience. And, you know, I I did find my future husband and now my husband and I love him to death, but we dated. We definitely went on this separate journey of dating and it led to us and it really eliminated a lot of questions and stuff as we got into our serious relationship so as always I am here to be the bestie that you need feel free to reach out and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Misunderstood with Kelly Zabraki. thanks guys until next time see you on iTunes see you on Instagram I love hearing from you guys bye Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Misunderstood Podcast. I love hearing from you guys and I want you to take a screenshot of this episode, tag at misunderstood.podcast on Instagram and share a takeaway from today's episode. Something you loved, something you wanted more of, whatever it is, it helps me learn what you guys want to hear. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. (sighs)